Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Sally Rathers, and I'm joined by Pecos Bill. <laughs> Famous Pecos Bill, the, the cowboy. Hey, guy. How's <laughs> the ride been going? Who is he? Pecos Bill, I think he's like a Western guy. Isn't that who... Uh, D'Onofrio? D'Onofrio made him up. No, he's using a real guy, but oh. he has a whole life from Pecos Bill okay. that is maybe not on the original. I see, I see. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, narrative. I'm Pecos Bill then. Okay, sexy, talented actor today, Jeremy Renner. Oh, wow. Jeremy, man, mixed messages, mm. Jeremy Renner. I don't know if anyone who listens to the show is old enough to have seen the movie Shampoo, but it starred Warren Beatty, and he was this handsome, charming hairstylist in Beverly Hills, and he was busy because of it. Yeah. Well, little did we know, Jeremy Renner has a kind of a similar background. Basically lived that life. Oh, my God. It's the best story of an yeah. actor I think we've heard. He was really awesome. He was so unexpected. I had an expectation because that was 2021. 2022, right. I don't have expectations. And yet you didn't resent him for the unmet expectation. No, yeah. I was thrilled. Mm -hmm. I thought mm -hmm. he was going to be like very masculine and very like kind of macho in a negative way. That's kind of the one loophole with expectations or resentments waiting to happen. Because if you have a bad expectation about somebody or even a okay expectation and then they exceed it yeah you're right well now we like it shoot am i bringing oh, back expectations yeah we got to get off of this it's 2022 for <laughs> over expectations anyway he exceeds all of them and he's awesome yes and of course he was in the hurt locker arrival the town the avengers he is hawkeye and he has a kick-ass new show called mayor of kingston which appropriately is set in michigan which is ding 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 else. please enjoy jeremy ding ding runner we are supported by Canva. When your work looks good, you look good. So make sure you create stunning presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos with Canva. It's a must for your professional life and so easy to use. Just grab one of their designer-made templates or use the power of AI to generate something in seconds. Then add what you need. You can even pull images, graphs, and more from their massive library. And boom, you're done. I have a few friends who've used it for fun like invitations or itineraries and it does look so professional and nice yeah it's clean and classy and the best part you need zero design experience to get a really high-end looking product out of it and 90 percent of fortune 500 companies trust canva to help them get the job done get your work done and make it look good with canva start designing today at canva.com c-a-n-v-a.com designed for work we are supported by Ollie. I love Ollie. Yeah, they're delicious, aren't they? Yeah, it's kind of annoying because I want to eat more. Yeah, well, yes, that is the only downside of Ollie is you want to eat the whole jar. <laughs> now, as you all know, I have kids, and that means it's always about them. But look, I need some support too, and that's where Ollie comes in. My mom uses Ollie. She does. Yeah, and she has it out on the kitchen table so she won't forget. Oh, sure. So it's like a Stay permanent cool. decoration. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the same way, my Ollie sleep aid is on the nightstand next to my bed. So it too is a permanent There you fixture. go. So this year, I'm doing wellness on my own terms, and so can you with delicious vitamins and supplements from Ollie. Go to Ollie.com, O-L-L-Y.com to discover the sleep, mood, and multivitamin supplements we take every day and get 15% off your first order by using the code SPOTIFY15. That's O-L-L-Y.com. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. He's an My father was dying. I was um, there for about four months. I would fly back to Detroit every week, do chemo, the whole nine yards. Uh, and yeah, at yeah. that point, I had been supporting him for maybe five years. Fine, yeah. no resentment. But he became unable to pay his bills. So I got the actual physical bills, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, his insurance is 200 less than he told me. Oh, his rent's 400 less than he told me. Oh, 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 oh. Like he's been robbing me Checking for on five years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do they call it when you buy concert tickets? It's like a. Oh, yeah. Like from a scalper or whatever. <laughs> or just like the transaction fee. Exactly. There was a lot of transaction fees. <laughs> 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 it's not about the 200 bucks or the extra 400 yeah. bucks or whatever it is. Right. It's about the deception of it. Yeah. Right? Yes. And yes. especially deception from somebody that you love and trust. Yeah. Like that's a real, real deep burn. Yeah. I, I think for anybody. Yeah. And, you know, money is always a weird thing anyway, but like, it's a real obvious thing when you could be like, wow, you're really trying to deceive me. And yeah. Yeah. It, hurt, it hurts my feelings. It doesn't hurt my bank account as yes. much as like it hurts my Breaks feelings. my heart. Yeah, yeah. 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 It can change the dynamic of how you have that person in your life emotionally. Yeah. Right? yeah how much yeah. you want to let them in. It's like, all right, I'm going to hold them at an arm's length and I have to keep you at a distance. Obviously, you know, I know a lot about that as well. Or, and it's really, it's not people, it's behavior. Yeah. It's yeah. all about behavior, yeah. not about the actual person. Right. It's more like a boundary for you. Yeah. It's like, I got to hold myself accountable. I'm like, I'm not going to accept that kind of behavior in my life. Right, right, right. You came from a similar background as myself. Yeah, I grew up in Modesto, California. What happens like, in Modesto? A whole lot of nothing. You know, okay, it's a great yeah, place yeah. to grow up. There's a lot of almond orchards. I think like 90% of the almonds in America come from the Central Valley. But your dad, he was a manager. Yeah, my dad was a manager in a bowling center. Yeah, yeah. Where my parents met. My grandma worked, my grandfather worked. There's a whole like sort of family affair. But you didn't have like a GT bike or a- No, heck no. <laughs> right, I mean, that's I what I'm getting at. I knew what those at. were. Yes, exactly. Like the mongoose and yes, all that sort of yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have the sweet dirt bike. No, 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 I never got the, like the green machine or the big wheel, <laughs> yeah. didn't get that. Okay, the green machine for people who don't know this, what a great reference. So your standard big wheel, you turn with the single wheel up front. It's like a trike, yeah, yeah. A plastic but trike. But the green machine had these levers and you fucking turn the back yeah. rear steer. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's that was advanced. a yeah. pricey machine, yeah, the green yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. That's appropriately titled the green machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But never had any of that kind of stuff. I wouldn't say we're poor. I mean, I always got love and a lot of presents at Christmas. And then Kmart, like, was my tennis shoes and, you know, yeah, tracks. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't getting the, the K-Swiss and yeah. any of that stuff. No, 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 no. No, no. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then I imagine you have the similar, I just fucking strangleholded money. I mean, like, oh my God, this is the last check I'm going to get. I got to right, right. fucking nurture this yeah, little pile yeah, of yeah. money obsessively. Yeah. I think I did that with things more than I did with money because I worked so hard to get like this computer or this thing that could finally afford. By the way, I didn't get my first new car until I was like 42. Yeah, yeah. That was the yeah, Tesla. Yeah. So when I got something that is a tangible thing that I really wanted to protect, since I was a kid in the paper route up to even now, I always invested it into something else that was going to make more money. Because yeah. ultimately, what do I really want to have, right? I didn't want a nice pair of shoes or anything. I didn't need any of that brand yeah. name stuff, right? I'm fine with t-shirts, jeans, and an outer coat, right? Yeah. So I always invested in real estate. And I never, ever bought anything in my life, especially as an adult, that was just for fun. 
Yeah. Until, you know, we started talking about like, you know, I saw the razors. razors and all that sort of stuff. That's the only thing that I bought. And I didn't do that until five, six years ago. Yeah. And then I went nuts. And I had like <laughs> yeah, 10 of them. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but of also, course. it's like, you know, I have a lot of family and friends, you know, for Dell right on. And, and I said, I deserve it. I yeah. absolutely deserve this thing. So I actually went and bought something that was just for fun. It's one thing to buy like a $400,000 Bentley that's oh, going to be worth 80 yeah. grand. But a fucking Razor. Yeah. You're literally, you've given yourself keys to every terrain in the world. <laughs> exactly. Like you can look at a mountain and go Adventure. like, I think I want to take a peek up there. Exactly. Do you go to the sand dunes? Uh, sand dunes I haven't really done because I live in like in a mountainous community up in mm. Lake Tahoe. They have the sand dunes there, but that's a different sort of tire and all that. It's a different sort of riding experience. You must come to the dunes. Yeah, it's yeah. really I mean, fun. You must come. I'm, I'm going in a couple weeks, I, and it is beyond any driving experience I've ever had. It's the closest I've ever felt to when you have dreams of flying, but yeah. you're just kind of like, you're only about five feet off the ground, you're kind of doing the contours. Yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. That sounds like something like I would do in like snowmobiles snowmobiling. and stuff. Exactly. It's kinda, but it's, it's a lot easier to do it in the dunes. Snowmobiling is very difficult. It is tricky as heck i love it and it's the easiest thing to learn how to ride you can teach someone in five seconds and the easiest and thing to bury and your day is ruined <laughs> two hours digging out oh. forget it i'm not doing it <laughs> it's snowing right now in Tahoe, and like i locked up all my snowmobiles so no one drives them that's the thing snowmobiles the more than anything it's like you're gonna spend your day digging all the people you just taught how to do <laughs> it like i took i took kristen on the continental divide out in wyoming <laughs> And my friend Tom, who at the time was 69, it was like the three of us out there, and I spent the whole day digging just out of the deepest it's shit. It's the worst. That's a sport best to invite people who know what they're doing. Yeah, huh? 100%. <laughs> you guys are kind of soulmates. This is the first actor I've had on that I could fucking bro out about snowmobiling. <laughs> Let me tell you what I knew about you before I knew you. Yep. And by the way, we just are friends on Instagram, which I love. Yeah. I feel flattered by that by for some reason. <laughs> but at any rate... I knew maybe right around Hurt Locker time, like as I was becoming to know who you were, of course I was obsessed with that movie. I'm gonna give you the compliment I reserved for Russell Crowe in LA Confidential. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't know who he was. And if you remember that movie, like really early in, he steps up and a guy's been beating his wife and he looks at the guy and he goes, when's the last time you danced with a man? Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, they found an actor that's really been in fights. They found one. <laughs> yeah. Here, this guy, I can see it immediately. This is the real guy. Yeah. And I was so enthusiastic. Same with Hurt Locker. I was like, oh, they found, I don't know where they got this actor, but he's a real human being. <laughs> <laughs> but what I had known about you at that time was that, yeah, you bought houses with a friend here in LA yeah. and you renovated stuff and you flipped it. And again, I was like, not the average hobby for an actor. Yeah. So I want to know what year you moved here and then all these bizarre things you explored before Hurt Locker. I moved here in 93. Okay. I think it was like March of 93. You know, right down the street is uh, where my first apartment was in 1635, Formosa. Oh, wow. And it was in that hood pretty much my whole time here. And I came here with a very, very strong purpose and goals of I had three things I wanted to achieve and I gave myself 11 years. I don't know why 11, but like I gave myself 11 years and I want these three goals to happen and then I'll be good. First of all, I got an agent when I got here off like, you know, some crappy headshot. Yeah, yeah, Didn't yeah. know what a headshot was. I'm like, just uh. pick a picture of my head, <laughs> I guess, right? Well, I only had a resume of like, you know, because I did a lot of extensive theater and ACT in San Francisco and did, did a ton at the, the colleges up in my hometown. And uh, but that was it, man. I think there's more special skills than there was like actual credits. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a lot of them I'm so nervous they asked me to do. I really want to go back and look at them. 
But uh, like, if I've never done it, I'm sure I, like canoeing. Yeah, I exactly. can do that. <laughs> I've never done it, but I know I can crush it. That's what happens is you're like, you're going through the, you start with the obvious ones like, oh, I can play basketball. I'm a drummer and blah, 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 blah. And then you start just, yes, theorizing whether or not you <laughs> could do I it. What I could like, do. Come down a rope. Yeah, I could fucking repel. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh, dude, my whole thing was fake. I just had nothing. You know, I put myself in four plays. I put myself in a few short films that I made up the names of. I mean, the whole thing was a lie. But I don't know, I was like, what are my options? Just write Dax Shepard on the back? <laughs> Getting a, an agent out of that, you know, actually a pretty mid-level, nice agency um, out of the deal in the first week and then was able to start grinding and learning about how to audition in film and television that was very different from stage. I was very comfortable in the stage world, so I had to really kind of transition into that. And it took me a while to get good at auditioning. Can you tell me what you think the main difference is? Well, I remember getting kicked out of a room because I went to go to this audition and I memorized all my stuff. Yeah. And she's like, you're here for what? And I'm like, oh, for this, this the audition. Okay, well, what are your sides? Uh, what are sides? Right, right, like, right. you're right. an actor? You call yourself an actor? You know what sides are? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know what sides are. Macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, broccoli, <laughs> sides. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that is. He's like, I have it all memorized. I don't yeah. need paper to tell me. Because in stage, you memorize so much, right? Right, right, yeah. But yeah, she kicked me out of the damn office. <laughs> anyway, so I had to keep learning and growing and understanding that business of that. My first job ever on camera was a lead in the National Lampoon Senior Trip movie. That was just a glorious experience. If you're one of the leads, it's just a crash course in learning how the sausage is made, right? Just of everything, I think, man. I mean, I I was pretty comfortable in in what I was doing as an actor, Mm -hmm. but then how do I apply that with cameras in a different Mm -hmm. world and dealing with the excitement in a comedy and these type of things? That was very, very foreign to me. And the the greatest thing, achieved all three goals because I wanted to be in a movie, in a movie that was big enough that would play my small hometown in Modesto, Uh and to be in a role that was, I didn't have to tell you what role it was, like, I'm the guy in the red shirt waving in the background. So I got all three of those in that first job. Yeah. And super, super exciting. Anytime you get a job in this town, still propagate some some goodness to keep going, right? Exactly. Through all the difficult times. It's like, at least I'm at the plate swinging, right? For sure. So all those things kept me going from that time on. That was 1994. And then throughout that time, there's a lot of like TV roles and guest stars and, and things like that, that kind of kept continuing, that kept feeding the beast and paying the bills. Yeah. As I was still a makeup artist this whole time. Right. So that's what what? exactly. We can't just go. (laughs) You can't just go like as you know, you know, as a makeup artist. So uh, (laughs) Well, that gave me a lot of power, right? So when I moved down from Modesto, I'm just going back to ninety three now, I was working in a mall for Christmas in a Gottschalk's mall. <laughs> Gottschalk's. I was doing a play, I can't remember what play it was at the local MJC. I think I was just cruising through the mall Christmas shopping or something. And somebody at the fragrance counters, there's like some sort of thing saying like, you can get like 25 bucks an hour to be a fragrance model. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, dude, that's a lot of dough in 1990, right? Yeah. Or whatever it's that like was. $70 yeah, an hour now. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's only obviously a limited thing, but like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> So I went to like, you know, the Chesh King or the Oak Tree, got this terrible suit, right, for $99. It's like mustard and purple. Oh, my God. This whole thing, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Joey Tribbiani situation. <laughs> and, uh, and then me and my buddy Shannon, we both did this fragrancing modeling thing as much as we could on the weekends mostly and worked our butts off doing that. So after that was done, 
and made some good money. Also made friends within the department because we're pretty much the only guys in that sort of cosmetic department. And it sounds like you're floating around a lot so you can like duck in and yeah, say hi to people. exactly. Your job is to really just kind of like, hey, how you doing? Try this fragrance. Did Whatever. you get paid extra if you sold, if people I bought don't it? remember that part of it. I don't think I was ever a good salesman. I don't think I'm a good salesman. No, I'm not a good salesman. <laughs> but I, I got a good smile, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can bring people in somehow, some way. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of that gig, come January, there's an opening at the Lancome Cosmetics counter. I'm like, oh, let me go over to the gals. I already know them. Yeah. Like, What's going on? Let's, let's talk about this. And they already love me in a way, right? They knew nothing about cosmetics. Of so they course. sit down and I have a meeting with them. He's like, tell us about your experience in makeup. And I'm like, well, I do my own makeup. He's like, what do you mean? In theater, I have to like apply my own makeup. But now it's not street makeup. And I have to do it more like clown-like. <laughs> right. right, it's gonna be theatrical. Exactly. You gotta be able to see it from the 28th row. But I sat with them and I said, look, and, and the two gals were there, Kari and- Oh, wow. Uh, that was the boss. And anyway, I sit down with them like, well, ladies, why do you have this makeup on? You're wearing makeup right now. Why do you put it on? Uh -huh. Oh, uh-huh. And they would mention this, they might mention that. It's like, oh, for the job, or I just want to look beautiful. I'm like, who do you want to look beautiful for? Yourself? Or maybe do you want to attract another man? Or it's just, wouldn't it be interesting to get a man's opinion on oh. how a woman looks like with makeup on? Oh. oh, wow. So that was my gangster psychological oh, yeah. way in. You really in, right? got in there. So I got the job. Okay. And so there's a big part of like the, the skincare part of it, which I really wasn't interested in. I was interested <laughs> in more in like the, the makeup part of it, only sure. because of that statement. So how I ended up applying makeup. Because I wouldn't touch a woman's face unless she felt comfortable and realized I asked the, the right four or five questions first. Right. And it's not me trying to do anything else besides witness her and understand her. Yeah. How do I make this woman feel beautiful? Because beauty comes within right here in your heart. Right. This is only going to express that. Uh -huh. And that was my job as a makeup artist in my eyes. Are you fucking PQing out of your I'm mind right amazed. now? I'm just amazed. I've never. But how many PQs? I mean, like this is very sensual. Yeah. Well, but it is kind of like that. It was like yes. a kind of like a therapy session in the sense. They're in a very vulnerable position. Yeah. Exactly. So they're basically yeah. saying like, I would like to look prettier. Yeah. Which is. Which is so vague and yeah. whatever. You and know, also just like sweet and endearing, like that we all want to look a little yeah. prettier. Yeah. Yeah. So they're being very kind of open so really quick what i know is that you did really well with ladies that's what i know about well, with, you between the fucking fragrance <laughs> well, I thing grew, i grew up with women right, <laughs> right. i'm a badass you, dude because i was raised by badass women uh, right right and are you the, old, you're the oldest i'm the oldest seven? seven yeah yeah how many gals in that the story? first two younger than me are women okay. and then I, I helped birth my sister or my mom taught me Lamaze to help birth my sister and oh then my, my other first sister had her first child and i was around for for that being good with women is like understanding women. Yeah, like I taught girls how to put tampons in, right? Yeah. That is not, yeah. I, I just thought that was normal. <laughs> right. But apparently it's not, right? right. Unless you're a gyno. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know any better. I just, I was just raised around women. And then more importantly, my psychological take on, because I took psychology in college and that, that was a big thing for, I took theater and psychology. Right. And that understanding of empowering a woman, especially is an important thing to me. And then that's how I just express it through makeup. Now I cannot sell them makeup. They bought everything I put on them. I actually undersold them. Like, no, you actually don't need that. Right. Just, I just yeah. did that just to, so it lasts all day long. You don't need the under thing on that. You can actually Primer. just apply it. It'll stay on. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to stay on all day, you might want to do it. But I would recommend, don't even get the lipstick. Use a lip liner and some lip gloss. Lip liner all over your lip. It'll last all day. Put a little lip gloss on the oh tip. Thing, and it'll last. Yeah. 
Uh, you don't need the lipstick. Okay, really quick. Right? Did, did, so I would do these things, I, right? Hold on, pause. No, not you just do <laughs> these things. We're not wow, blowing wow, past wow, it. Wow. We, so, gotta, it, we gotta indulge in this. All this yeah, is, is attention to detail, <laughs> you guys. Okay, it's hold no on. different than building a house or parenting your child. Attention to detail. Look, if you got wow. a bag of Legos, there's only a certain amount of ways you can put the damn thing together. I know, right? and you're right. You're right on all these it's points. But let's go detail. back to you at the makeup counter because... <laughs> Did you ever see when we were younger the Patrick Dempsey's not Can't Buy Me Love, but the Pizza Guy movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that. he was basically a gigolo. He, yeah. If you ordered the pizza with extra anchovies, when he got there, he would <laughs> treat these wonderful ladies to like a romantic day. Oh yeah. wow! And of course, they couldn't make the pizzas fast enough. So I'm just oh, wondering, was God. there kind of a preposterous line to come get their makeup done by you? This woman can do your makeup. No, no, I want to wait for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, to do it. Well, the lines were long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Why? I need to make a movie about this. is kind of like shampoo. And I did, as well. get, I did get some hotel keys slid my way. Oh, sure. Sure. Those kind of things. Because, like, you know, wedding parties would come in yeah. and that type of thing. Oh, oh my uh, God. Only because they'd. <laughs> Would want me to do the makeup for the wedding. Mm -hmm. Some of the moms uh -huh. that were single. I'm young, but I'm not that dumb. I'm like, oh, I'm not quite sure if I should ever entertain this idea. I've never heard a story like this on this show. But I had a job, right? So I, I worked at that job as a makeup artist for like probably a year or so. As I was, I was very nervous to move down from Modesto to L.A. Yeah. I was the first in the family. Everyone was kind of like, where are you going? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. And I'm moving out. The only thing that really made me feel not as scared is that I did have a job when I arrived. Uh -huh. Something I knew already knew how to do. Didn't know where I was doing it. Just knew it was in a bunch of different department stores. So I went around to all those on the weekends, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do these color events or blah, 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 blah. And just wow. do what I was doing all along. Now that gave me so much confidence because I had a job and it pays pretty dang well. Yeah. And I didn't have to work the rest of the dang week. So then I can audition during the week. Oh so God. it really worked out quite beautifully. Now being entrepreneurial as you are, was there moments where you're like, should I fucking go all in on this makeup thing? Like I can talk to these people. I understand it really well. Should I be pursuing perhaps like a line? Or did, did you ever entertain no, that? No, I did the opposite. I pushed all that away because opportunities came up for me to do makeup that was in my field, yeah. the movie yeah. industry, right? Yeah. Opportunities came up like that. No, 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 no. I came down here to be an actor and I didn't want to cross and blur the lines. Yeah, you don't want to be doing someone's makeup and then and be a scene partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. So I, I was very, very, I kept it very separate. And once in a while, it did come around to where the skills were needed because the makeup artist got cut in a landslide in Malibu. And I was doing a commercial with this actor and we were doing a Bud Light campaign. and. I said, I got my kit in the car. And the producer's like, what? Brother, you got your makeup in the car? I'm like, yeah, I'm a makeup artist. I'm like, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. I got this my is kit a one-off. I can do it. Like, yeah, and I ended up doing it. And I mean, I got offers to you know, work for Playboy, which is like, wow. I'm like, how can I turn that down? I remember this. It was these two gals. They came up to the, the chair, and I, just, I made them both so happy. And they skipped off into the mall. And then they, they came back and I came back with this guy and he hands me this car. He's like, I've never seen these girls smile this big and feel so good about themselves. Meet me in my office. And like, it's Playboy. And oh. and Essentially, I'm like, oh my God. what? Are, he's like talking about a shit ton of money I've more than I've ever heard and a couple year contract. And oh, all I'd geez. have to do is like retouch some some blemishes on some butts. And yeah, essentially, yeah. right? With <laughs> beautiful playmates. And like, what idiot is not going to take this job? This idiot didn't oh, take the job. But God. I couldn't, right? I couldn't. I, I, I wouldn't be line. sitting here. I'd be some sort of dirtbag. <laughs> 
You'd be at the bunny ranch things. somewhere. Yeah, I'd be the bunny ranch still. <laughs> or be buried at the bunny ranch. It would have been a bad scenario as a young, you're right, young, man. Young 20-year-old kid. There's a lot of opportunities to get off the path, man. Yeah, yeah, so many. A lot of them are paved in gold. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all while I was broke for the 10 years I lived in LA, I cut all my friends' hair, and it was just for food and beer and shit. Yeah. But occasionally I still cut people's hair. I like it because it reminds me of like, oh, yeah, I used to have this thing that was kind of valuable for all of us that were broke. So I'm curious, do you ever like doll someone up still? Uh, yeah, I mean, like right now I'm, I'm doing it for Halloween. Like, oh, yeah, sure. My, my daughter's Beetlejuice. She wants a, a kind of a glampy kind of Beetlejuice, <laughs> not the, too scary. Uh -huh. She wants more uh -huh. like that. What's the, is it Haley Quinn? What's Harley. What, Harley Quinn, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to kind of look like that, but in the Beetlejuice costume. Oh. So I'm like, that's more glammy. So I'm doing that for her. Can you do it for me? <laughs> yeah, I have some too. press stuff next week. So. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And more importantly, I'll teach you how to do it. More go. importantly, to empower you. Oh, and uh, and I'll, I'll teach you the simplest thing. It'll take you five minutes oh. and it'll just shift and frame your face. It'll be amazing. Oh my God. I think for people listening, like you are clearly, you're so comfortable in your masculinity. Yeah, yeah. So many guys would be like, I'm not doing makeup. Like, yeah. oh, that's a girl. Everyone like, will think I'm gay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. what gave you that? This question comes up a lot for me in my own head, and I can't pinpoint it for sure where it ultimately stems from, the confidence. Yeah. Because when my sister ended up being one of the most insecure humans mm -hmm. and having a lot of difficulty and troubles in life, and there's some a little bit of chemical imbalance and stuff in there that didn't help with that. And I just became the very confident child, and I always have been, very kind of secure. And I can attribute it to being a latchkey kid, uh, having a lot of freedoms as a kid. And responsibilities, though, I'll add. Responsibilities put upon me. Yeah, yeah like and you're probably helping with all those kids. Yeah, of course. But then also having the freedoms, like I didn't have to come home until the streetlights came on. I didn't see my mom in the morning, and I didn't see her until the streetlights came on. Right. I went to school, and this is like second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, you know, middle school, all that stuff. So I'd go to school, come back, do my homework, and then piss off. Yeah. And I had freedoms to go do that as long as I got home. Now, if I was getting shitty grades... Or if I got caught doing something bad, like break a window, then yeah, yeah. I'd have to be responsible for that and I'd get reprimanded. And Any scuffles things, right? in that period? Not really. Okay. I mean, there's missteps of like, yeah, when I wrist rocket and break a window <laughs> sure, 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 or whatever. Sure. I remember I stole something. I sure. sold a label maker. Yeah. First thing I ever stole. What a nerdy thing to steal. <laughs> thing to steal. <laughs> it's like stealing a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. But I self-policed myself. And then when I couldn't, like the label maker or one or two other events, then I got policed by my mom or my dad. Yeah, yeah. And I made adjustments to that. And with those things, I learned my own failures and I learned how to police my own behavior. Mm -hmm. I knew when something just felt bad Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I would internalize it. And for whatever reason, I mean, I, I'm only spitballing an understanding yeah. of why I might have the, the secureness of myself. I had support. I always had love, right? I always had love. And now I have a big, giant, weird-ass family. Mm -hmm. Always having love and support, no matter what I was doing. I had that gangster forever love. And that, I think, is, is the beginning of the foundation of confidence. Continuity is a very, very important thing for confidence. Here's my theory on you, perhaps, or it's me. I'm so sensitive. Same here. But doing enough guy shit, BMX racing and then motorcycles and all this stuff, so I could be sensitive. And if you called me out, then I could also back it up. Like, I did a lot of stuff to kind of, to buy myself the right to be sensitive and who I wanted right. to be. Right. 
but it, it felt like I had to do a lot of other shit. So I felt uh, allowed to do it. masculine stuff. Yes, right, yes, right. yes, yes. Rugged shit so that right. I could like openly love my best friend or whatever the thing is. Is this because you, your father was more absent? Or? He was absent. So any male approval was going to be from the group. Right. So right. I was in total search of it. The limit, like, yeah, the limitations of your environment. Then. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you be a man? You jump over that fire when you have a bonfire. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Oh, right. you jump off this bridge. Yes, I'll do that. You'll fight this guy. Yes, I'll do like any. But then also coupled with tons of sensitivity, which I feel like when I look at you, I can feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a lot of that sort of masculine stuff, if you will. I mean, it's hard to genderize it, but like typically masculine stuff. Like my mom was like the athlete, stud, stern, big heart, but like you don't want to mess with my mom, right? right she's right. like she's like the more like like a stronger energy. Yeah. My dad was more very involved. My dad, he's the one that was more like thoughtful and artistic and oh, wow. over communicative, if you will, even like. Yeah. Um, emotional intelligence he's the one who's like hey let's try tap dancing mm -hmm. and i'm like oh you know did this let's try this let's try that he just like kind of helped me push oh. the limits of exploring even acting where i'm from acting as a dude you don't want anything to do with that no yeah yeah nor was tap dancing i was in ballet my mom put me in ballet yeah yeah but that's the difference when your mom put you in ballet your dad said he's not doing that anymore <laughs> he came to a recital yeah. he's like that's the end and of that your dad, <laughs> right, right, right. the model of masculinity has a lot of Softer qualities. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're probably, yeah, the more artistic sort of side. Yeah. Of, right. And that, and I never had anybody stop me from anything. They always encouraged me to do all different things in life. Just try shit. Yeah. You know, it's funny. As you were coming in today, I was in my mind thinking, I want to talk a ton about masculinity, but I also want to do it in a way that's not like perpetuating the thing I thought I was fighting against. But the word I want to use from now on is rugged. Okay. Because that can be male or female. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. I would say you're a rugged dude. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what I'd say. Instead of yeah. saying you're like a masculine dude, it's just yeah. like yeah. you're a rugged dude who likes to do fucking labor and shit. All right. The thing I wanted to ask is where'd you have your daughter, Ava? What hospital? Here, uh, Cedar Sinai. Okay. So, you know what's crazy? We were both there. Really? My daughter was born the 27th, 13th. Really? Yes, yeah, and we 28th. were there for three days because oh, of a wow. C-section. So we oh, most wow. certainly were literally on 100%. that floor. Yeah, we were in and out. I think we were there for a total like four hours. No shit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. At 12, 12, she was born. I think we got there like at 11, eleven <laughs> thirty. Did all the stuff. Yeah, I think we were home like by like four or something in the morning. Oh, my God. My Is wife that... had like a 23-hour labor followed by an emergency <laughs> C-section. Oh, man. But we were there. I think that's so wild when yeah, I read the yeah, yeah, 100%. one day apart. In fact, my sand rail downstairs says 327 on the side. Yours would say yeah, 328. 328. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I want to kind of cut to Hurt Locker because – and I could be totally wrong about this, but I would imagine it would be really hard for you to become the actor you became. A, it's my favorite kind of acting, which is just your ability to do nothing is mind-blowing in a very complimentary way. Yeah, like yeah. your stillness, your confidence, it's like so enviable. But it's not flashy. No. Like you got to go into all these auditions that they're not offering people the lead brooding role when you're starting. So it's not like yeah, you can cross. Correct. Yeah. So you got to go, you kind of got to be flashy and you got to score in these little tiny scenes and it's really fucking hard to land where you did. Correct. Those opportunities are far and few between. Dahmer gave me the, the confidence to do 
a lead role and a very kind of cripplingly difficult role to do. And that was 2000 and then 2008 doing uh, The Hurt Locker. I was even more than ready for those opportunities. I always was because from Dahmer, there's a handful of like Assassinates and Jesse James and all these sort yeah. of like these supporting characters and North Country with Charlize and all these great, great films and great, you know, great experiences. But I, I wanted more to chew on. I wanted more responsibility. I wanted more challenges. And Hurt Locker comes around and it's like, yeah. I'm ready for that. And like, I mean, this is not a normal film that we're shooting in the Middle East and there's nothing that's preparing you for for those circumstances. And her being able to capture what she captured in that film was like, thank goodness. I'm like, because I didn't know, we didn't see anybody during the filming of that film. It's like, we just like went out and just did stuff and like, did they, are they filming this shit? <laughs> right, right. But Catherine, wow. you know, with the long lenses and all the stuff, we're capturing the details of everything that you're talking about, the stillness and the, and all these other things that the breathing. Were, very, were very, very important to that character. Because also this is a movie that has no story. This is a character piece. It's a mm. character study. We were shooting there and the war was going on and we're wow. just three guys doing this job. And that was the kind of hook in. It's like that people don't know about this job. It's a really interesting world with these three really interesting guys. Yeah. And let's just go on this journey with them, what their job is like. And she always wanted to go with someone that wasn't like distractingly famous. That was a very important. That was a very important to the role because there's a big bait and switch on this thing with that's... Guy Pierce yes, thinking you... he's going to be the lead of the film. It was three unknowns, if you will, yeah, to really run this thing afterwards. I got to say, and it felt very calculated in a brilliant way because Guy Pierce at that time has coming off of maybe Memento or something. Yeah, yeah. and the movie starts with him. You think he's our lead? Yeah, and she. Offs that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. First, first five minutes. In a really visceral, gnarly way. And then here comes the other thing. So, wow, now you're already on the edge of your seat because, like, anything's possible. Anything is possible. They right. killed my lead. Yeah. It's kind of like Game of Thrones. There's it's, a secret recipe where it's like, right? you kill my lead right away. And I'm like, well, anything in this movie could happen. I better yeah, pay attention. Yeah. And also, there was such importance for Catherine, too, to really want to have people get immersed into this world. You have baggage if you have a star that comes with like, oh, you can use the trace and oh, you got divorced and you got some marital problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. He had a DUI last month. Yeah, exactly. It subconsciously kind of comes into the audience's brain. You come with a very clean slate. You're just in it. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were some... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be Rob specific. and I received some texts. Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, which is this attic. <laughs> but then you felt much better after. I felt much better, and I even made some apologies. Um, talking things out can be so helpful, and if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often do two recordings a day, and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy, and we're always craving something really yummy. Yeah, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all-new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow-roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage, and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Okay, so now my question is, this is always my preoccupation or my fascination with people because so few people do it correctly. I did it terribly to take that opportunity you had and now build a lasting career. This goes back to the Playboy thing. You most certainly are offered after Hurt Locker many, many good paydays for things that are just okay. Even before that, you know, I just, I just very clear. When you have clarity of intention, you know when you go off the rails because you know where the hell you're going and you can take actionable steps to manifest your gold. There were things that are a little bit more tempting back in the day, might've been like the Playboy thing, yeah. or I get a call to be the fifth member in a boy band. And oh, th- wow. these kind of things happen. Wow, this yeah. is back in the day. But I was clear about what I this wanted. This is your life if you're cute. Like, yeah. he went to the mall and became a salesman. And, and then come down they're, here. Begging they're begging you to begging be in a boy band. A boy band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just move on. I've turned down more money than I'll ever make in my career. Right. I cannot be driven by money. I'm already winning because of that. I don't know if it's a great business plan, but I'm certainly not going to be swooned by a dollar amount. Right, but can I maybe suggest the fact that you're already such a self-generator and that maybe Hurt Locker money went into you had bought a house you are going to flip. Like, that has to come into it as well. It's like, well, I got a side hustle that I like. Sure. And I'm not going to start. It does, it does. Because your other actors are going like, yeah, I got no other pokers in any other fires. Yeah, yeah. That's how I got a lot of jobs. I had so much confidence knowing I have a very successful career if I want it in building and designing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would go in like, I don't need this job. I don't have any desperation where I have a need. Maybe I want it, yeah. but it's very different when it you is. need something 100%. and you want, you look desperate and you, you, you remove that. I've got more offers since I decided I didn't want to act anymore than I ever got when I was on fire to act. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that can't be a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Not at all. Okay, so you're so great in the town. You're so authentic in that movie. And then, of course, I, American Hustle, I fucking love you, and you're so good in that. Now, yeah. jumping into the Avengers world, yeah. walk me through that, because that might not be on the roadmap initially. No, no, it certainly wasn't. That came around around the Hurt Locker time. Iron Man had already been out, and I think they were making Iron Man tune, and they were going into Thor. And they showed me the version of the Hawkeye that they wanted to go. is more like the Ultimates version, which is more like tactical, marine-looking kind of guy. Not, not superpowers. Not that, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he has no superpowers anyway right. on, in any of the comics, but he's not wearing, like, you know, this, sometimes he looks like Fabio or something. He has, like, you know, the <laughs> sure. purple things with the skirt and the yeah. thing. So I'm glad they're, I'm like, hey, I really like, that look, they want a very practical version of Hawkeye. I'm like, okay, I can relate to that. This is a guy just with a high skill set, da, 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 this and this and this and this and that. I get that. This was also why I loved Iron Man so much. I felt like you made this really ridiculous idea plausible. I agree, mm -hmm. I agree. Like, wow, I actually buy it. So I'm like, I love, I love the thing. I want to be involved. So like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. But then you're signing like a decade of your life away yeah. to do like- You're part of a 30 Avengers. film strategy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know it was 30, but like, you're like Avengers 1, 2, 3, and then uh, Hawkeye 1, 2, and 3, you're signing on. I'm like, wait, I remember talking to my lawyer. And I'm like, wait a minute. I could be 50 years old in tights. I don't think anybody wants to see me in tights at 50. You're wrong. Or ever. And here I am. But, still have, but at that time, I was like, I don't know, it's just going off the rails. It's going a little off the rails. But obviously I went ahead with it and so blessed I did and glad I did. It's got to be a very interesting set to go on. What instrument do I play in this orchestra? Right. If anything, if you ever played uh, any sport, you're kind of joining a new team. I knew Downey. I knew Scarlett before. We just didn't know Hemsworth. From what I hear, he's a pretty great guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's amazing. But we didn't know. Like we were all, yeah. all kind of around the first day. We're all parading around in our costumes. So it looks like, so it looks like you know, it's Halloween. Right? We look like we're excited and equally feeling ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I feel like we all kind of knew each other somehow, some way. Except didn't know this Andrews guy because he's comes from Australia, and like, he's the tallest. He's the most good looking. Yeah. And then we down, he's break like, shit we, house. We, we got to break his knee. We got to we got to take him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy's too good looking. He's too tall. He's too charming. Fuck this Let him stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh but yeah, we're all feeling out of our own bodies and, and giddy that we're dressing up in these costumes. Yeah. Right? Like, what are we doing? This is amazing, but what are we doing? <laughs> oh my God, so, yeah. Checking out each other's problems. Here, boy, here's my hammer. Do we, you know, it's really like, you know, like a third graders on the playground. Yeah. Wow. The greatest thing that ever came from the last 11 years of Marvel world for, for me or even all of us is the original A6 that have been along the whole journey. There's been marriages and divorces and kids being born and a lot of shifts and changes in our personal lives yeah. as well as our, our acting lives that we all share together in a very specific way. And the takeaway of like having Hemsworth, and he just got to LA actually, so I'm gonna try to hit him up after this. But, Drop um, him off here and just <laughs> exactly. don't tell him why, just say you'll be back in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, all, but all of them, they're like, they're like family to me. And yeah. you can't replace that or quantify it. And we all got tattoos together just to symbolize Oh, I that, love that. That so uh, our bond and love. It's like five other people speak the same language. You're going to talk with them a little bit better, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everybody's a celebrity in their own right. Uh-huh. But a Marvel celebrity, especially as the original six, is 
is, is just been a different kind of journey. Oh yeah, and it's like being in the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Ours is organized, <laughs> and we let people know we're going to be here, and like then they come. I think people just follow them around yeah. like That's psychos, true. That's true. jumping on their cars and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. pulling their hair. Don't pull my hair. You're, you're probably going to go down. <laughs> I'm going to take it down. <laughs> I have to imagine that that whole group has some mild fascination with the fact that you're like a fireman up in Nevada. <laughs> Downey's like, what are you doing? And like, you're really doing the fire truck. Wait, you're, wait, is that real? What? I'm working with the fire department up, up in- Doing their makeup. <laughs> doing their makeup. <laughs> no, I started buying a lot of fire trucks and a lot of just city vehicles even, but I do own like 30 fire trucks. Oh my and God. And it sounds weird, I know. But not to me. <laughs> But then when I started talking about the real purpose and the end game of it, and the reason why I even own them in the first place, like, oh, that makes sense. Which is you live in a very flammable area. Well, that that's like number one, right? So I'm not thinking like, oh, buy a fire truck and I'll be my own fireman to put out my own fires. <laughs> yeah. I got the first one and realized there's a lot of waste. And it's not because it's a bad thing. It's an emergency vehicle. It's got to be 100%, 100% of the time. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where like it has too many hours on it, which is not many. And I'll pick them up for like seven grand. This is a perfectly good machine. Why is it going to waste? Mm. And so that's where I started this journey for me to pick up these fire trucks that were being punted for sometimes even carbon emissions in California, which are very strict. Yeah. So something in a diesel engine from 2008 and younger, they're going to punt that debt. shit, yeah. right? right? So I just take fire trucks and repurpose them as fire trucks, sure, and also donate to other communities that can't afford them, especially like in Mexico. And then I'll repurpose them for mobile parties for kids. And a jumper will come out, there's a slide off the back, oh, uh, and this so horns are going, fun. the lights going uh, off. There's a Slurpee machine on one oh side. My God. Oh my God. There's a cappuccino machine on oh the other side for the adults. Oh. So, you know, your oh. kids' birthday parties happen every day in perpetuity for the rest of our lives. Uh, How about having this fire truck roll up oh that God. brings the jumper and the whole thing. Yeah, that, right? So I'll be doing this as a business plan that comes out. I'm doing a show about all this. Oh, fun. So then that's just one idea. And then I'm building a volunteer fire department at the top of this mountain where I live. And there's a community of quite a few homes there. And it is in a, you know, Lake Tahoe, there's just giant, giant uh -huh. fires there. Now I have all the rigs that I can just like, they call me when there's a fire out there up on top of the mountain, <laughs> which is dope. They call, they, yeah. they, the fire chief called me a couple weeks ago asking if I had any hoses I could donate. Oh, wow. Right? I'm like, Kind of dope. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Kind of dope. And, they, and I've worked with the, the fire department and the sheriff's department and all that community. And I love also being involved in the community in that way. And so I'm getting some of my hours done so I can get the volunteer fire department kind of put together up there. And then also the, the biggest job I'm going to be doing with these fire trucks is, again, using the fire trucks for what they're intended to do, but more preventative. Uh, there's this thing called Fosjet. You put it in a mixture of water in your trucks or even water trucks. And you spray it on the side of the roads or in, in areas where you want to protect. You cannot burn it for mm. a year. Mm. You can throw gasoline in a match. It just will not oh, burn. Wow. The reason why Paradise went up in flames was an elderly couple got a flat tire and they pulled over on the side of the road. And the rim sparked up and then lit up that whole town, right? Yeah, right. That was sprayed. And just like you would, look, if you have Clark pest control, you know, you went to your mice and the cockroaches and all that stuff. Yeah. It's a... Just a little bit of maintenance, right? Like a haircut or whatever. Right. It's a little bit of maintenance you can do that's just for the one person that gets the spark on the yeah. rim yeah. on a highway that where you're surrounded by a high density of not homes, but even more trees and shrubs. Yeah. And, the, and then there's homes within that. It's called defensible space. 
And that's what I'm going to defend. Mm. And I'm going to use superhero shit on this yeah, thing yeah. To, to defend this thing. You know what I mean? And I wish well, my guy had a cape. I don't. Uh, so uh, you're the only person that's going to come through here I could ask this. I guess when I see these endless cycles of fires, my thought is like, what is the prevention? Why aren't we owning the fact that this is costing billions of dollars and sliding a big chunk of that budget into prevention? Has that already happened? Or why aren't we acknowledging this is permanent? Well, I think you have to understand it's impossible to, to do ultimate prevention. Prevention is only around where defensible space is only around where people live or businesses are. Okay. There's no defensible space out in the forest. Mm. Right. Because what are you defending? Sometimes forests need to burn. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's part of the whole cycle. Yeah. Part of the cycle. But you can't prevent that, and nor can you prevent the lightning strikes that do start some of those fires. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the numbers are, percentages are of lightning strikes versus human error. Campers. Right, and campers and some arson, yeah. which is malicious. You know, put those people down. But, you know, or, <laughs> let's, they, let's yeah, or that behavior down here. Sure, sure. <laughs> there we go. Right. Come on now. <laughs> oh, my God, you'll love this really quick. My sister's inside. Yeah. She was leaving my friend's Easter party. Comes around the corner to hang a ride onto a main road. She notices the side of the hill's on fire. She sees a guy fucking lighting it. And then another motorist sees us. And my sister and this guy tackle this guy. And my sister sits on this man until the police come. How fucking baller is that? He didn't work. He wasn't doing a controlled burn. Well, he was doing a controlled burn, but not in the name of our city or any other organization. Uh, not bath salts. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think he was yeah, trying to burn out some uh, some theoretical enemies that were going to yeah, kill him or something. That's, by the way, that is gangsters all hell. That's, yeah, yeah, she was even I'm in the paper. I'm just going to sit on you. <laughs> wow, what a life. Okay, so Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah, so I haven't seen it. I've only watched the trailer. But by the way, you had posted the trailer, I think, like three weeks ago on Instagram, yeah. and I commented because it looks fucking awesome yeah. i mean it really really looks incredible yeah, yeah yeah now i gotta tell you i'm from michigan i don't know about kingstown michigan yeah yeah there isn't it's fictitious town okay there yeah. we go i yeah, was yeah. i thought either one slid by me or no no there's a kingston a prison town in ontario just above toronto okay it is a fictitious town because there are many towns that are prison towns and they became towns because they built around this prison yeah. prisons are typically put out somewhere in society away from People, but then yeah. towns grow around them because people work in the prison. People are all waiting for their boyfriends to come out of the prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, towns just end up building around them somehow. So they're, they're like, they're like a military base in a yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this town has many, many prisons in it. And 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 I, as the unofficial mayor, is just the guy that greases the wheels of all the inner workings of a prison town, mm. from the, you know, the the leaders of gangs, prisoners themselves, uh, the guards everybody within the prison and outside the prison, the cops, yeah. and how to just keep everything fluid and moving. Turn your head the other way, allow the tennis ball of drugs to go over the wall, because this is gonna happen, just keep the peace. Yeah, yeah, you're like a fixer for all Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. But exactly. it's got like a couple different vibes. It's got like a Sopranos vibe. Yeah, little Goodfellas. Yeah, little Goodfellas. Yeah. And it has a lot of emotional depth too that really, it's, it's, it's a 10 hour film. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's not episodic television. I personally would never watch this waiting for the next week, personally. Right. I would wait for it to all come out so I can watch the first five hours and then watch the next five hours because yeah. that's how it reads on paper. It burns. You just keep turning the pages on this sucker. And the creator came from what show? Taylor Sheridan. So he did Sicario and, right. you know, Hell High Water. I did Wind River with him. Yeah. And then he did Yellowstone. There we go, Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So 
Yeah, all of his stuff feels very, very legit. Yeah, yeah. And this is the, the only thing that's a departure from his typical landscape, which is more rural and horses and all that kind of stuff. This is like much more urban and prisons and that sort of thing, but still the same kind of storytelling, which is very, very romantic, poetic, and sensitive as it is visceral and violent mm -hmm. and in your face, unapologetic. And it's human. Yeah. Right? You could be the most tender, loving father, but, you know, if someone's fucking with your daughter, you're going to be the most violent, torturous yeah. man, right? All that sort of part of humanity. The and that's, duality, that's what yeah. he That's what he does in, in his writing. It's beautiful. It's super honest. It always has a deeper theme. The ours is about what happens in the prisons and the atrocities that happen within them. And like the, the, well, in the system itself, right? The, the industrial complex is yeah, fucking shady as hell. Privatized business. Yeah. yeah, that's right? incentivized yeah. to put people in prison. Yeah. That's yeah. a little dicey. A little dicey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, business's goal should be less prisoners, not yeah. more prisoners. Exactly. <laughs> As you were saying, you like to self-police yourself. And to me, you seem someone who's pretty fucking self-aware. Yeah. I look for these markers of who I really am because I have a whole story about who I am. Half of it's I'm way worse than I really am and half it's I'm way better than I really am. Right. I'm not ever accurately in the middle, but... Right. One of the things I would use is like people who have worked with me want like to work with me again. Right. So does that give you esteem to know that you did this movie so many years ago and that this person still wants to be in the rack with you making stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like the reason why I did the show, I didn't read one word wow. of his script. Uh-huh. And I said yes to this series. Yeah. Why we appreciate each other so much because- we're no nonsense, we're pragmatic, we get it done. There's a lot of similarities that, that we share as artists. We're on, on a congruent sort of journey. And, and so that's why I said, yes. I mean, he pitched me the idea. I'm like, ah, oh, it sounds dope, let's go do it. Yeah. But if he said, hey, I'm gonna do the phone book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doing an Arby's commercial. We're yeah, gonna yeah, do five yeah. of them. Like, yeah, let's go do it. <laughs> yeah. Are you easy to direct or hard to direct? I don't know, yeah, I guess you'd have to have directors. I kind of self-direct. Right. Because most of the direction will come from communicating before you start shooting. Right, right, Let's right. get on the same page. I've done that with Catherine. I say, hey, Catherine, or any director I work with, how do you want the audience to feel after they bought that ticket and the credits are rolling when they walk out of the theater? Do you want them sitting in that theater still? Do you want them skipping out? What's the conversation going to happen after? This is the makeup. Once we get on that page, now this director knows I'm on their side and their vision. Trying to help them. them. Because I'm here to help tell the story. We're still telling it for audiences. Yeah. Right? Get out of your own goddamn way as a director, just making it about you and your vision and yeah. it's all about me. No, it's not, dickhead. Yeah. Right? This is for other people <laughs> right, to right. consume. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you have to at least consider. Well, you have, now, you have to be very clear about what you want as a director, of course, or anybody does about anything they do. But you still have to consider. You're making a product. There's people yeah. that are going like, to yeah. put this in their mouths, right? You have to understand who your audience is. and How come you haven't directed? It sounds like you're a fucking control freak. It's not even control freak. It's, it's like I allow, I allow everyone to be the best in everything that they do. Not what you just described yourself on set. Yeah. But a man who's managing 30 fucking pumps. Yeah. That's a control freak. I can't control those things. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have other people doing that. I, I can't be bothered. I had a firefighter go up there and, and winterize all Someone who things. wants to remodel houses. So, listen, you like things. I like to that, build an output. That's, that's right. what I do. Okay, okay, okay. Now, when I do those things, 
yeah, there's some level of control in there. Right, right. The only, the only control I have in my life is my perspective, brother, and so do you. And that is it in perpetuity. You have control of nothing else. Yeah. Where are you getting this stuff from? All my insights <laughs> generally come from AA in some way or another because I've been there well, for 17 years. Okay. Do you go to therapy? Like, Do you read self-help books? How do you have this your clarity of vision, all this? Where all does the, it come all from? All those things come from self-awareness of like, look, I was a psychology major. There right? you go. That and helps. then I apply all those learnings and teachings into a job itself, right? Because it's psychological to embody another human, mm -hmm. right? It yeah. all comes from human behavior, right? And I output it in a physical way, not just talk about it, sit in a chair like we are now, and let me tell me about your problems, or your dreams, or let me express them. No, I express them and I live in them from another perspective of another human, uh -huh. right? So I'm, I'm constantly doing it all the time. That already purges a lot of different feelings and stuff I have. But in, in a pragmatic way, like my father is a theologist. We would speak all the time in very, very psychological terms and emotional terms. Yeah. It's just how we communicate. It's how I communicate with most of my friends. Right. And in, in a very deeply emotional, passionate place. Yeah. And maybe every once in a while, I'll fart joke. But otherwise, <laughs> you know, it's a, They're needed. Yeah, they're needed. You gotta relieve the tension. You gotta cut the tension. Maybe part of the confidence is that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? You're just a, you're just an electron. You're, you have to be the nucleus of what you're doing. You have to build a foundation on concrete, yeah. So the house can be erected, right? Yeah, yeah. Those basic principles. So yeah. all that and everything I do starts with that. Oh right? my god, this is my this might be my first rugged crush. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got out rugged today, <laughs> Jeremy. It's been awesome having you here. I hope everyone yeah. checks out Mayor of Kingston. I'm definitely watching it. It's on Paramount. It streams on Paramount, right? Yeah, Paramount Plus, yeah, November 14th, and they'll play the first two hour, so episode one and two together, and then yeah. it'll come out weekly after that, and there's 10 of them, and it's tremendous. We're in. We're in, we're in, in, we're in. We'll give some feedback. Jeremy, so awesome to finally sit down with you and not over Instagram. Yeah, and man. good luck collecting fire engines. Really <laughs> yeah. quick, do you go to these military fucking... Uh, yeah, I've done those. Yeah. I, I got, so I've got some military rigs. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can get these fucking... Humvees and um, in even the six the, by six the heavy duty shit. Oh, the I, well, yeah. I got two from the from the Air Force. Yeah, uh huh. Those are the big eight by eights. Yes, I have friends that are getting these things for like six thousand bucks. Yep. With like with yep. with one hundred and fifty miles. Yep. It went down to Guam. It never yep. got driven, and now it's for 100%. free. Oh my 100%. god, hundred percent. Wow. Yeah, it holds four thousand gallons of water. Yeah, and it's an eight by eight, and it's got turrets on it. Top, oh, top and middle, so you didn't have to get out of the truck. You can just go plow wherever you want to go. And blast. And blast. Fucking. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'll be texting you about makeup. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I'm going to ask if you want to go in on a D9 uh, <laughs> bulldozer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good one. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by Canva. Good presentations take time, or they used to, because now you have Canva to help you make amazing slides fast. I'm talking like seconds, thanks to the power of AI in Canva presentations. All you have to do is start with a prompt like a sales presentation for a tech company, then sit back and let Canva work its magic. It's incredible what AI is doing. I'm seeing all kinds of image generated. I follow I these architectural websites that it's all AI generated. It's just mind blowing what it comes up with. You just tell it what you want and it'll do it. Boom. It's a time saver and it's easy for any department to use. And it's great for companies of any size. Even Fortune 500 companies rely on Canva. 
Finish your work faster and generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank, USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval, terms apply. We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, getting ready for a marathon, or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home, if you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Welcome to the fact check. We have a very special fact check today. Um, Last we checked in with you guys, Dax was going to his trip and we thought maybe we could do a fact check from the beach, potentially in the water, high risk, high reward. Uh, But they have absolutely no service in Mexico, so... Very sorry. We will not be giving you a from the beach fact check, but we have something very special to offer you. Who's here? Jessica. Jessica's here. (laughs) How are you, Jess? I'm great. I'm excited. I'm super nervous about season two. I know. Yeah. So Jess is going to fill in for Docs for the fact check. We're still going to talk about Jeremy's facts, but also we obviously have a big project coming up. Yes. Season two of Monica and Jess. And- What are you the most excited about? And then what are you the most scared of? Of the unknown. I feel like season one was very organized and I knew this was going to happen and this one, this one, and this one, I have no idea. There's applications. There's going to be Zoom dates. There's going to be real dates. You know, people could not like us. We could not like them. This It's real dating in real time (laughs) and it's bananas and... What I'm most excited about is just being open to actually going on real dates and being committed. This last year has been a little slippery slope for me. I think I went back a little bit, maybe two steps. What's the saying? Two steps forward, (laughs) 15 steps back, three Uh steps left. No, I have been dating and I've been having sex. I've been doing both. I think you've made a lot of progress. Yes. But you have had a lot of Uh sex lately. Well, (laughs) Which is fine. It's, it, but then I also remember there's been like at least three guys that I've gone on four or five dates with. Yes. So I'm I um, I'm really good at multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold two things at once. Yeah. You know, the year off sex was really interesting. And then the last year, yeah, I think I'm in a good place. I feel the healthiest I've ever felt. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Work is going really well. And I look really good. He looks really good, you guys. <laughs> I mean, look, I think it's vulnerable and maybe helpful to people to know at the beginning of 2021, you were kind of put in a position to make some changes. Yes. The circumstance of the decision isn't really important. I don't think it was the way it made me feel was more important. So 
I just have a tendency to overindulge. And we've talked about this many times. Yeah. And with COVID happening and then my dad dying, and I just think the drinking and eating and just overall happiness was just at a at a seventh gear or a sixth gear. No consequences, no DUIs, no work issues. But just I won't don't think I was in a happy place a year ago. And I had a shift. You had just an inward shift. You were like, I want to be better or healthier, or I want to feel better. I mean, it's all part of this whole journey of us bettering ourselves, right. I think. And you really have. I think this last year has been like crazy. And mostly because I didn't want to feel like that anymore. And it wasn't just food and booze. It was my outlook on my friendships and the admiration I have for different people. And work too, like being a waiter for many years, I didn't think that was something that like I was proud of. And I've shifted that as well. And yeah. I'm more proud of that. You have self-esteem. It's you guys and the people I look up to admire making me listen, you know. And that was a, a, a hard time a year ago. And I felt I don't want to feel like this again. And yeah. there's only been two or three times in my life, I think getting cut from the groundlings and then breaking up with Ben. That's mm. his real name, Ben. <gasps> Are we outing him? <laughs> yes, his oh real God. name is Ben, not Greg. <laughs> And I go, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to never feel like this again. And it's just small things. It's not big, huge changes, but I can't believe now that I have a year to look back how good I feel. Yeah, I feel like you've made such incredible changes, little ones, and not even ones that I, before I was like, Jess needs to change that. Right. Jess needs to do this. Jess ne no, I wasn't thinking that at all. But now seeing you and seeing how happy you are and how confident you are right now and just self-assured, it's yeah. it's new. And I think it's awesome. Thank and, you. I think you yeah. said a couple months ago, you're like, you're not going to finish that glass of wine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I'm full. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. Brand new. <laughs> brand new information. I just, I just have to commend you because I think you've been really committed. Diligent. And diligent. Exactly. And not just food and booze. It's like, it's something different. It's, I want to be a better person. Yeah. I want to be more likable. I want to be someone that people want to be around. And that was a, a different shift that there's no kind of book on there. It's not black or white. No. I just, each moment in my life, I, I, I don't know, I try to be more impressive. Not like to show off, but just to to be the best person I can be. Is that right? No, that's what, I mean, that is yeah. ultimately what we all should be doing. That's what the point of season one, Monica and Jess was, is like, we have issues and we need to work on them and we got to be got better. We issues. <laughs> I got them too. Oh, so flat. And I can look at you when you sing. Although it got better during the Christmas special, Dax sang Elvis's Rudolph, I guess. And I could watch because he wasn't looking at me. He was looking at the oh, lyrics. So. You watched the whole time. I did. And I actually really enjoyed it. Oh my God. So you've had progress too yeah, this year? Yeah, that's what I'm here to say. <laughs> I'm better too. Yeah. Do you want to report anything? I mean, I'm kind of sad to say that I, I don't think that. Like, I don't think I'm, I've been like bettering myself this year or pushing myself in ways that I should. And I hope to this upcoming year. Once Monica and Jess ended and COVID happened, I stopped totally. You went back to totally your, reverted back to my safe space. And you're, in your defense, COVID was a big 
part of that. Yeah, it was. It was. And we have a friend who met her husband in COVID. Like it could, you know. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I shouldn't try to give you a- Excuse? Yeah. No, I'm not going to let myself either. Great. Like, I've not pushed myself. I felt like I had so much momentum after Monica and Jess season one. And then it just deflated. Like I didn't really hold myself accountable. And so I'm really excited for season two. I'm scared it's going to happen again. Like I'm going to just repeat the process of making it work yeah. instead of a personal exploration. But I think it's a muscle that you do repeatedly, just like the gym or anything like that. And then your life has dates in them. Yeah. They don't have dates in them now. I know. So- let's just say we went on 15 dates in season two. That is in your body yeah. that you could like, well, maybe I should do this. Yeah. It's just like you're drinking coffee now. <laughs> I mean, the, the armchairs know about that, but Jess has joined me on my coffee date. Thanksgiving, longest line. Yeah. Anyway, I am really excited to weirdly be uncomfortable again in right. that space. And I'm scared of it. I'm scared of being uncomfortable. It's all the same. Like I'm excited and scared of the same thing. If- we are looking at each other's applications. Can we look at their pictures? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of the rules is that we aren't looking at pictures first for the first round. Just applications. Personality. Exactly. Going on personality. And to be fair, that was mainly a rule for Jess <laughs> <laughs> to put in place. What? But- I thought it was a really good idea to start like that. Like obviously, quickly, we will- see them and see pictures. You also have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applications. Yeah. And we <laughs> haven't gone through any yet. Right. And like we sat on this for so long. I'm sure owning my own shit. I mean, we have had a crazy 2021 work-wise, but also it's scary. And I so know. It's easy to push. It's easy to prioritize other things in front of it. And so I'm not going to do that, but we haven't looked at the applications, but we're going to, we're going to, when are we going to? We Tomorrow? Yeah, this week. <gasps> this week. And then are we going to have some friends weigh help in. weigh in? Yep, we're going to do that for the first episode. Okay. You guys will hear some of our friends go through applications with us who know us well, who will be able to call us out. Right. We'll go through some of these with you guys and move forward. It's <laughs> exciting. <laughs> it's so scary. Uh, scary. Scary. Uh, but anyway, I'm proud of you. And love you. I love you, and I'm excited to do this again with you because it's just fun talking to you. It's fun talking to you. Should I go through some facts? Yeah. Okay, so this was Jeremy Renner. How do you feel about Jeremy Renner? I met Jeremy Renner. You have? Yes, I think 15 years ago, we had a mute. Wait, Jeremy Renner plays the piano and sings, right? Plays is, the piano and sings? He's, yes. I sing think, the, the cartoon? Jeremy Renner is is Hawkeye, right? Yeah. Right. So, ye- oh God, I hope I'm not wrong in this. <laughs> years and years and years ago, I met him through Allison Porter. She was Curly Sue. And then another friend named Clark Anderson. And they were all singers. Oh. And he got on the piano and played and sang at one a party that I was what? at. And I've met him through karaoke and stuff like that. This was so long ago. Oh, my God. That did not come up on this interview. That, that he, he can- sings. Let me real-time fact check. Jeremy Renner sings? I think he was also on The View and sang. Oh, wait, what? Wait. I don't know, Jess. Oh, my God. I'm, wait, I, actually, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Oh, 
this is him. Yeah, he's playing the piano. On this. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What you're a right. small <laughs> world. Oh man, I still am ninety-five percent sure, but like five percent of me thinks it's another actor that looks like him. But I could have sworn it probably is. I mean, this is him by the piano. But could, he was on the View <laughs> and played on the P- okay, on the I View. Look? He was on the View and played and sang um, a song called "For Us." Called My World. My World was a Clark Anderson song who I knew who wrote that. Oh my God. Yeah, this is nine years ago. Yeah. I really hate you for making me do this. This is good. Only Barry Mamelow does this here, you know? I know. Oh you know, goodness. we can't sing back up. And David Foster. No, I, this, I, I really, I'm not a piano player, and but this is a song I wrote a little while back. It's called My World. I'll play a little. Yeah, he did. He wrote that with Clark. He's right. I know the song. He has a nice voice. I'm looking for the mask I had behind. So then how'd you go and rain on this parade? God, Jess, this is your favorite song. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was right. good. That was a revelation. We did not talk about that at all on the show, but I'm not that surprised because he had all these hidden talents. He was a makeup artist to tap. Like he was very, uh, well, renaissance. 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 Uh, yeah. I liked him so much. He was a big surprise. I thought he was going to come in and be like super macho and for lack of better words, like uh, stereotypically like masculine, rugged. We talked about rugged in this episode. And um, and he, he just wasn't. He was no. totally warm. He was really cool. Okay, let's see about my facts. Let me look at my computer. <clears throat> I feel like there's phlegm in my throat when I'm talking. You're fine. Do you want some water or anything? No, I'm Wait, good. I just, you don't, you sound fine. I just don't want it to be like that for season two. <laughs> you won't. You'll be fine. It might be because of your COVID. Yeah. Well, I had a headache for three days, but I realized it was because I took a cock bomb. What's that? Half Viagra, half Cialis. And it gave me a headache for three days. <laughs> was that on? Did you I hear that? <laughs> okay, some fackies for Jeremy. So he said he thought 90% of almonds come from the Central Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and what I see is that 80% of the world's almonds come from California in general. So I can't be 90% just in the Central Valley. Okay. Okay? Zero, one. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this is kind of interesting. 10% of California's water is guzzled up by almonds. Oh. I think that's why some people are against almond milk. Right. I've tried to make it once in my Vitamix. It was a disaster, but I like that you can. Oh, you tried to make it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it just takes a lot of water. Oh, do you want to tell people about your air fryer? That's a new, <laughs> an update. It's, well, my roommate had the air fryer for a while. I'm like, I'm not using that. Like, I like ovens. And then now I'm just absolutely obsessed. Tell them what you did. Tell Wait, them what you did. What do you mean what I did? Tell them the big mistake you made. 
Oh, eggs. Don't guys, don't put eggs in the air fryer. <laughs> he cracked I, eggs. No, no, no. I mixed, I was like, uh, ground turkey, seasoning, vegetables, three eggs. And then so I mixed it all around, thought, oh, the eggs are gonna be in there. And then it just splattered everywhere. You cannot put eggs, cracked eggs in there. But my ground turkey and my vegetables and my pancette noodles and um any leftovers. So any leftovers from family meal at my work, Ooh. um, beefs, chickens. Uh, bell peppers. Can you tell us about family meal? So in the morning we come on and work a lunch shift, but because the kitchen guys have been there since eight, they get a big meal at 10 and there's always leftovers for us. So it can be a fish soup. <gasps> it's never something on the menu. No, 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 no. It's, oh, it's homemade, homemade, uh, very uh, like a fish soup a lot. Okay. A lot of black beans. <laughs> no, the fish soup because there's a head in it sometimes. I'm like, oh, wow. there's the corn. And then there's a full head of, of fish. But uh, black beans a lot. And then they'll do an Asian stir fry. I don't know where mm, that came from. Really yum. great. And my new thing with my eating is that I make a really big meal in the morning and then it's all three meals. Oh, I see. You portion it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. The pizza guy, Patrick Dempsey movie. Do you know what it's called? Not Can't Buy Me Love. He was a pizza boy in it. And then he was like kind of like selling his body, I guess. Yeah. I remember that genre. Yep. But I don't remember the name. Lover Boy. Lover Boy. It's called Lover Boy, 1989. I was a mere two years old. 89. I was 12. 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. How many Marvel movies are there? Oh, man. 16. You think 16. Okay. 27. <laughs> wow. 27. Wow. Because there's a lot of these how to watch all 27 Marvel movies in the correct order. Oh. That could be a fun 2020 resolution. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then Jeremy, he has all these fire trucks. Real ones? Yes. He's like repurposed. Some of them are being used still for firefighting, and some are for birthday parties. No. Yep. Like he comes in and he's dressed like that, and then he gets waffles? No, I don't don't think he's dressed like that. No, he's like repurposed the whole thing. There's like, you know, um, ice cream machine in there, and it's like a party bus, but for kids' Birthday parties. That's amazing. Very exciting. But then we talked a lot about fires and he said he didn't know the percentage difference between fire causes like human error versus lightning. So I wanted to look. Okay, percentage fires caused by human error. Caused by humans. You think you're the first one to ever Google something and then it just pops right yeah, up, you know? first. Most wildfires are human-caused, 88% on average from 2016 to 2020. Although the wildfires caused by lightning tend to be slightly larger and burn more, 55% of the average burn from 2016 to 220 was ignited by lightning. Okay, that's interesting. So more of an impact with lightning, but more times with human error. Okay, how do you feel? <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> Who is right, Dax, or are they all these? Oh, no one made a claim on okay, that. To be it. fair, they he was just like, I don't know, so I have to look it okay. up. That's my job. Um, that's it for the facts. Oh, but it was fun. Was it, it was. It was, was it really in person? fun. It was. It was in person, and he was awesome. And he says he's going to do my makeup someday, and I can't wait. <sighs> can't wait. Maybe for my first date for Monica and Jess. Okay, <laughs> and you're going to wear that dress too. That black dress to something. 
Oh, I have a sexy new outfit. Yeah, it's really It's not hot. a dress, actually. It's pants, which Patty would probably not approve of. <laughs> but it's like, it's pants, and then the top is long sleeve, turtleneck, see-through. Hot. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm not going to let anyone tell me it's not. Yeah. And I am going to wear it at one point during the process. We're going to have to have a double date. At yeah, some of time. course. That's happened. That's yeah. that's yeah. That's in the mix. We have a base outline right now of what these episodes are going to be, but we'll also see. Like you know, it, we're going to be organic about it. Yeah, organica. Okay, you're on your way to work. You're going yeah. to Houston's. I'm probably going to come because I want tomato soup. <gasps> Should we tell people the hack about tomato soup and grilled cheese? Well, grilled cheese is a quiche item. So a quiche item means something that they can still make that's not on the menu. So you go, can I have a grilled cheese? And they have to say yes. And it's jack and cheddar and amazing bread and buttered. Oh, uh, kids so can good. get four pieces, adults six pieces. And the creamy tomato soup is made with coconut milk oh. and honey and cracked pepper. And it's just, it's a, I don't like saying bisque because bisque seems too creamy, but it's really nice. And she came in. And sat in my section a couple weeks ago and just sat there by herself and ate a tomato soup and grilled cheese and watched me. And I'm going to do it again. Yeah. In five minutes. I'm so excited. Um, I love you. Thanks for joining me. This was fun. And this is just, get my voice ready. I haven't done this for a while. Yeah, palate cleanser. Yeah, palate cleanser. For the big, the big charade. I'm really excited, guys. I love you. Love you. Love you. 